You are listening to Are Familiar with this podcast with your host Kushbad and happy August to you all. August is another warm month with solar and you know fun in the sun. This is very special month for all of us I'm sure. You know more than a half a year has gone and now it's right time to find your purpose, your goal as we are witnessing a massive change. in lives around us but sometimes you have to find your own path and yeah just hustle over it i'm sure you got the hint of today's guest so without a further ado let's introduce our guest Claire Pearson she is a reiki master a certified sound healer and also master practitioner of NLP and last but not the least She is an amazing life and business coach. So let's get familiar with this all. Welcome Claire and thanks for joining in. Thank you for having me and I'm so thankful to have all your listeners along for the ride too. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, how are you by the way? I I'm great. I'm it's Friday where I am, so I'm I'm ready for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, great, great. So, so where are you recording from? I am north of Atlanta, Georgia, in the United States. I live in a little town called Roswell, which a lot of people think of Roswell like Roswell, New Mexico, where there's lots of like alien theory stuff and <laughs> over in America, but it's the other Roswell. It's Roswell, Georgia. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful Claire. So, so let's start uh with the quote, "Your dream is my job." Yeah, your tagline from your website. clairepearsoncoaching.com a very catchy phrase so what is it so i work with people mostly women but i work with all people who are really wanting to live the life they dream of and maybe for some reasons they've not been able to create that life maybe they have had life circumstances get in the way maybe they just secretly don't believe what they really want is possible or maybe they believe it and they just don't have the skills yet to execute the steps to get it so where my niche is is you know you tell me your dream hmm. and i am going to help you get it period um i think every dream is possible everything is possible anything is possible and i don't believe that we can I don't believe we have to be one thing. I believe that we can be multifaceted things and I think if you've got a pull in your heart towards something, you owe it to yourself to explore it and see where it goes. And that's what I've done with my life and that's what I help others do with theirs. Yeah, absolutely. So very very interesting, yeah. So before diving more into every aspect, can you take us back to your past as as you have so many feathers in your hat like, you know, NLP Reiki master business coach. So how how it how it started? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you that my co- you know I've always been the friend that people went to for advice. I've always been the friend that was a good problem solver. So I think just t- my temperament is such that I'm a good listener. Um I can ask good questions and then I can help strategize. That's just naturally a little bit of part of who I am. 
And when I was younger, I had the opportunity to be extremely successful in business at a very young age. And um, a lot of people would come to me for advice about their business opportunities or management situations, just because I was already you know, on that track and doing really well. So at some point, I started to realize that even though I was doing well, and on paper, everything looked great, right? I had a luxury car, I had a home, and then a vacation home, I had kids in private school, everything was like, woo, she's doing great. <laughs> Family, yeah, perfect. I did not feel great. I was very unfulfilled. I was very unsatisfied. I did not, I, I can distinctly remember thinking, is this it? Like, is this what it is? It's this? Am I 33 years old and this is what I'm going to do for 60 more years? Like, bleh, you know, yeah, and that, yeah. that feeling of, of discontent and, and, you know, misery is too strong of a word. But I have to say, maybe I wasn't miserable on a day to day basis, but the thought that that was going to be my life forever was a miserable thought. It, it really was not a great thought. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, I started really thinking, I asked myself a question. And the question was, now remember, at this time, everything I'm doing is for achievement, it's for status, it's for money, right? Yeah, right. I was the breadwinner um, of my family. I had two, at this point, young children, two kids under the age of three, probably. And... I never had time for my friends. I never had time to do anything fun. I didn't get to do the things with my kids that I wanted to, like take them to school or pick them up from school or pack their lunches or things like that, that I know it sounds kind of like petty, yeah. but I really like felt like, you know, I brought these kids into the world and then like, I'm not here to really enjoy some of these milestones, which we all know are fleeting. And part of it was because I was on this chase for money. So I started asking myself the question, well, how much money do you need? Hmm. I mean, at some point, how much money do I need? And if I would be okay with less money, would that free up my time to have more experiences? Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So for me, my journey started out by really deciding, like, what did I need? Like what, what was a need, what was a want, and where could I like happily live? And I really quickly started realizing that I didn't have to have the job I had. I didn't have to work like that. Um, I would actually be okay if I made less money and had more time for friends or hobbies or my kids. When I made that decision and started scaling out of businesses, my marriage began to crumble. Um, my husband at the time did not share that feeling. He wanted me to continue to work at that level. Um, and we just really weren't seeing eye to eye. Like the life that I was wanting was not the life I was going to get in that yeah. relationship. Yeah. And so very sadly, especially for my kids, because nobody wants to be from a family that's divorced, you know, I mean, that mm. it just sucks. But 
that relationship started to crumble. So now it's another layer. You know, it started with asking the question about money. How much money do I need? But then it became, okay, well, what kind of relationship do I want? Do I even want a relationship? What if, who says I have to have a relationship, right? I mean, I got great friends. I've got my two kids. You know, my family's amazing. I'm really close to my brother and my mom and my dad. And, you know, I just started then asking this question, like, yes, I don't want to be divorced, but okay, that's not really my choice at this point. Um, what, what does that look like? And so I started getting really clear on if I was going to date and I didn't really want to date, but if I was going to date, then it was going to be with this specific kind of person. So I started getting really clear on that and I can circle back to that in a minute. Um, and so then it just became, well, what do I want to do for fun? Like now I've got some more time. And I'm driving the train. Um, and what I got really clear about was I wanted to be a singer-songwriter. And that was sort of kind of one of those secrets that, you know, <laughs> I hid inside my heart. Like, every, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it sounds so dumb, right? Like, that's not a real job. But nobody goes to college and then says, I'm going to be a rock star. Um, <laughs> and so I just always wanted that. But I never really pursued it or put myself in a position to where it was an option because I didn't really believe it could be true. And that's like a lot of my clients, right? Yeah. They have a secret. They have something that they want to do, but there's something inside of them that's like, mm. so for me, I started taking a voice lesson. I literally started going to 30 minute lessons every single week just for fun. And something about my vocal coach, who's now turned into like one of my bestest friends, Something in her saw something in me because I never really articulated it to her. Um, but she started pushing me to take guitar lessons and she felt like I was a good enough singer that I could be gigging and I should record a demo and maybe I should apply to play festivals because, you know, I could do this. Even though I was like now in my mid thirties with two babies, hmm, she yeah. believed in me. She believed that I could do this. And just on her sheer belief, I went and took guitar lessons. I started writing songs. I recorded <laughs> a demo. I got a publishing deal out of Nashville. I started playing gigs. Next thing you know, I've got three albums out and I tour with the band, The Orm Woods, and I've written a number one hit song. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. Like, so, you know, in a lot of ways, Heidi did for me what I hope to do for other people is to is to make sure that that somebody believes in their dream and can help them move along that path. So to make a long story short, you know, my career has sort of, my whole life has sort of pivoted around this idea of me wanting to be happy and me yeah. having everything that you could possibly ever think would make you happy and just not being happy. And then as a result of changing my business model and losing my husband, but then gaining time for my creative pursuits, which of course made me a happier, better mom, right? Yeah. Um, having time for my friends, having time for my hobbies, all of this made me a better person. And what's kind of ironic about it is now you fast forward 15 years later with my coaching practice, I also serve as the chief wellness officer for the Metabolic Web Storm, which is an online retailer e-commerce site for wellness products. Um, one of the things that I've learned is in the very beginning, it was kind of like, well, how much money do I need? And I was tying like the chase for money with my unhappiness. 
what I realize now is the chase for money is not what was making me unhappy. What was making me unhappy was I was, I was doing one thing and I didn't have the variety in my life that my soul, my little, you know, bohemian spirit wanted because now I make more money than I was making then. But because I'm in a band, I own two restaurants. I'm the chief wellness officer of this fantastic product line company. Um, and I've got all these avenues to pursue that just light my fire. I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be more fulfilled. And, and it's fun to kind of get to that place. I like to help clients get to that place. Yeah, right. The breakthrough, you know, you set a goal, you set a bar, you want to change. You are not happy with just, you know, the paycheck. So you chose the path, you are hanging to that and you are achieving what you want to achieve it. Yeah, yeah very interesting and very inspiring uh, story. So it's a perfect time to break down, you know, Reiki, NLP as as might be, you know, few listeners would be still unfamiliar with them. So help them out. Okay. So part of my training as a coach is I use a variety of modalities to help people break through any blocks that they may be experiencing that may be um, getting in their way of them getting to their most successful life, right? For them achieving their dreams. So part of my training is I'm a master practitioner of NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. And what that means is it's the science of how the brain uses language, the words we speak, and that affects behavior. So when I'm coaching somebody, I am actively listening to how they speak and where things are congruent and where things are not congruent. And the best example I can give you of that is for somebody to say, oh, I love my husband so much. Now, you probably can't see me. So what I was doing was shaking my head left to right the way you would shake your head when you say no. But yeah. I'm saying I love my husband, but my head is shaking left to right. No, that's incongruence, right? Yeah. Yeah. The body language is not matching up with the words. And so when I see that in somebody, I am able to then pick up on that and we can sort of explore, do you really love really? your husband? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, from, do you, from a language standpoint, um, I think about in the wellness community, in this world that I get the privilege of serving and representing this amazing product line, um, you know, somebody who's trying to make healthier food choices, they might say, I have to eat a salad today. Well, somebody who already likes making healthy food choices and is already on that path would say, I get to eat a salad today. Do you hear the difference? Yes. Yeah, right. So right. when you have to eat a salad today, it's like an obligation. It yes. kind of sounds like you don't want to. You might do it, but I don't really want to. Well, what's the likelihood if you have to eat a salad that you're going to maintain that that lifestyle in order to get healthy? Probably really small, right? Yes. But if you can convince your mind that you get to eat a salad, woo, mm. fuck you, I get to have a salad. Yeah. You like it, you want it, you're looking forward to it. What's the likelihood that you're going to stick to those healthy eating behaviors? much yeah. higher right right 
Right. So one one little word makes a big difference. Changing whole, you know, perspective of how you are looking the things. Yep. And so I can do that through conversation. You know, um, I can work with somebody. I can be watching body language. I'm listening to the words, and then I can just sort of point things out. And you can feel it shift when you have self talk that is limiting. A lot of times you don't even know it. You just have no idea that it's even there. And then when you start becoming aware of it and you start paying attention to how many times does that thought enter your brain, I'll tell um, my clients to do something. It's called a pattern interrupt, which means, okay, every time you think that thought, go, eh, eh, you know, mm. make a funny noise. Or maybe you could be like, woo, woo, make it kind of silly, make it giggly, but, but literally stop the thought. Yeah. You just got to become aware of it and then you stop it. And then we start replacing that thought with a more empowering thought. Okay. So the first thought might be, um, I'm fat, I'm ugly, my body's gross, ugh, right? So if I can get somebody to bring to their conscious mind how frequently those types of negative body image type thoughts are running through their brain, and then if they can do the work of like eh, 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 stopping it, then maybe we can replace that language with, you know what? My body is getting better every day. My mm, body is yes. getting stronger every day. M my body is creating brand new cells on the daily. In fact, eventually, I'm not even going to have this body that I have right now because it's going to be replaced with all brand new cells. And the brand new cells that my body's creating are actually stronger, healthier, more vital than the ones I've got now. So, you know, if I keep going, I'm probably going to have a better younger body than what I even have right now. Do you see the difference? Yes. Yes. But that's all about the language that we're using and how and how we're managing the language that we use. That is really, I think, the gift of NLP is really honing in on some of that. If if you're unconscious about your habits, your you know thinking level that you are thinking this thought for, you know, 20 times a day. But if you are being conscious about that negative thoughts or any thoughts, you could, you know, transform to the positive level. Yes. Well, and so for people who may be new to this concept, sub, S-U-B, means under. So when we're talking about the subconscious, imagine it like you have your conscious reality. This is, this is the place where all the things you can articulate, like you know to be true, live in your conscious reality. Your subconscious is underneath that. There's a lot of stuff living down there. A lot of times we're not aware of it, right? Yeah. Part of the reason that, you know, a vision board, let's just say, works. Are you familiar with a, a vision board? Mm, not that much, but I have heard it. Yeah. Okay. So for people who may not know, a vision board is when you take images of maybe something that you want or you like or you desire and you put it on a board and then you put it somewhere where you look at it. A lot of people use this tool to manifest their goals. The science behind why that works is your subconscious mind actually responds to images much better than it responds to words. So when your subconscious mind sees pictures of a luxury home or a luxury car or you know, a healthy, strong, fit person or whatever it is that, you know, you might put on your vision board. Um, it's, it's recognizing that as normal. In your, it's sinking into your subconscious mind much, much faster, right? Right. So that's kind of a, an example of like one of the ways you can, 
you can use your subconscious mind without necessarily even pulling everything out to the conscious level. Now, if you're able to identify what's going on underneath there and then articulate it, then you really are in a place of power because you can make some choices. You can decide, do I want to still hold on to this or do I want to let it go? Hmm. Yes, the choices, how we make. But you can't make choices when it's all under the surface. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, think about this. Think about our brain as a computer program hmm. and okay. think about somebody coded us, right? You understand how computer programs work, right? Yeah. So somebody filled, filled our heads with all of these codes. And this is normally done by the time we're six years old. And okay. up until around the age of six, your brain can absorb mammoth amounts of information. I mean, it is like just absorbing everything, right? That's why little kids can just learn so much. Think about how much brain development is happening. Yes. It's also why we don't have really good chronological memory of those ages because our brain was just wide open and it's just absorbing everything. So a lot of our programming that we've received that's now in our subconscious mind driving the train happened at a time that we can't remember. So you don't really know what you got coded with, right? Yeah. And <laughs> if you, I mean, you don't really know, you can't remember. So if you were lucky enough to be surrounded by boundaried, healthy, human beings, you probably got a pretty good code. Mm, yes. But if you were surrounded by people who were under stress, people who themselves were struggling with their own boundaries, people who were struggling with their own emotional or physical health or mental health issues, you got some of that because you were absorbing it all. Yeah. Right? And so one of the things that you can do is look for patterns in your life. When you start seeing the same pattern over and over again, and it doesn't totally make sense to you, that's a really good indicator that you got some programming around that. Hmm. Right? Right. And the good news is we could just write you a new program. I mean, you don't need to run on Windows 2. You could have <laughs> Windows 17, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Great. Great analogy. Yeah. So another day, you know, I was reading on a website. It it was, I think, based on, you know, psychology stuff. But uh, there it says that, like, you know, science says 92% uh, of people don't achieve their goals. Uh, like, what's your take on it? Is is this real stuff? That's pretty shocking, right? Did you read the other part of that study? It probably told you, but the 8% that set goals, like, end up becoming more successful than, like, Anybody? Did, was there that part of that study too? Do you know the other 8% can achieve, you know, the bigger goals, you know, bigger things in their life if if they have any goals? Yeah. Um. So goals are a big deal. And um, I like to do a lot of goal setting. In fact, I'm about to introduce some worksheets and like a little um, guidebook to help people with goals. So I'm not sure when we're going to get to um, be finished with that, but I would love to share that with you and your listeners when, and if any of them might be interested in that, um, goals, a lot of times are not reached because it wasn't a good goal, right? First of all, <laughs> um, this goes back to 
what is it a have to goal or is it a get to goal right Hmm, so tell tell me about a goal that you've set for yourself in the past that you did not achieve um i i wanted to you know switch uh my job but due to you know circumstances uh, and due to you know lack of timing i couldn't prepare it for the interview so i couldn't get a job at when i needed you know in that time duration so i made a goal of switching that but i couldn't well how much so let's break that down how so the goal was i want to switch jobs yeah and so what stop what what was it that you needed to do in order to be prepared for an interview yeah it was a slightly you know niche profile and i was kind of unqualified for that but i was uh, doing some courses for that you know to get hands on few skills and then i apply to that job but you know i couldn't uh, you know complete the courses also in in that time frame so you set a goal yeah but you weren't really qualified for the goal that you set right Right. Okay, so this is like a little bit of an example of what I'm talking about. So, it wasn't the right goal at this time. Maybe it's the end all be all goal, but really the goal was I've got to get myself the skills so that I'm in a position to get this kind of job. Do you hear the difference? Mm, yeah, right. So, if the goal had been not to get the job and for and be ready for this interview, what if the goal had been I'm aware that I would like to be doing that and I'm aware that I've got some gaps in my skill. Yeah. So I'm going to give myself 3 months or 6 weeks or 1 year, you know, whatever it might be to get the information and the knowledge that I need so that I can get myself in the position to get that kind of job. What would that how would that have been different for you? Would it have been different at all? Oh uh, yeah, I was hustling around the goals. I had other goals also. So if I wanted to achieve the first goal, uh, the second or third goal, I won't be able to achieve it. So so what's your take on it? Should we all go with the two three goals or many goals or should we just stick with the you know long term bigger picture goal? Well, that's a great question. And let me ask you this. Do you mind if I if I keep picking on you? Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Okay, thank you. Um so the first question that comes to mind is what is it in your mind that you would have gotten by switching job? Uh frankly, a good paycheck definitely, but the you know other secondary factors were you know the career progression uh, with a big company and with and what's the benefit of being in a big corporation mm, a good career push definitely well, what why why is working for a big corporation in your mind a good career push you know because there's a notion but i i do believe you know if if uh, you know i would be working in a big corporation i would get more exposure to a different you know streams and so so what would more exposure do for you what would that get you the answer is blank nothing okay and so usually thank you for being honest and that's kind of you know an interesting path because usually when people aren't hitting their goals it's not because they don't necessarily know the tasks or the steps it's because the the why isn't clear yeah when when the why is clear you can forge ahead so it could have been hey i want to make more money okay well Why do you want to make more money? What does making more money give you? Does it give you financial security? Mm-hmm. Does it give you peace of mind? Does it give you the Ferrari you've always wanted? I mean, what is it about making it the goal isn't I want to make more money. Yeah. The goal right. is what is making more money do for you? And if you can identify that, 
you've got something to work with. And then to go back to your earlier question, you can set up multiple step goals. You know, my first goal is I got to get the skills. The second goal is I got to go interview and get the job. The third goal is I'm going to have to, you know, work my tail off and move up in the department. And Right. Right. You could have multiple goals, but you got it all starts with the why. What is the thing that I think I want? Right. In the bigger picture goal, there would be, you know, the many small goals, you know, that we need to achieve to get to achieve the bigger picture goal. Yeah. I mean, I think there's lots of, you know, the path to success is is walked one step at a time. Right. Right. Nobody who is successful just came out of their mom's belly successful. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Anybody that's successful, they took steps. And eventually, if you take enough steps on this path and you're consistent, you're going to end up somewhere different. If I start walking out of my house right now and just keep walking, I'm not going to end up at my house unless I make the decision to turn around and come back, which is what giving up on your goals is. When you give up on your goal, it's the equivalent of I left my house, I started walking, and then I got halfway down the street and said, eh, and I walked back. Now, let me tell you something else that happens with goals is I think it's really weird in our culture that we pick the job that we're going to do for the rest of our lives when we're like 23 years old. I think it's bizarre that we would put that much pressure on someone who has very little life experience. <laughs> and yet there's this thing that like you have to decide at 23 that you're going to go into finance or you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor or an artist or whatever it is. And then that's your, that's your path, right? Mm. So for a lot of my clients, what's happened is a little bit, you know, of what happened to me, although in different ways, they've picked this thing and then they kind of feel like stuck there. Like, well... I've spent X amount of time in law school or X amount of time at the big six for a consulting firm or whatever it is. And then they feel trapped like they can't get out and they're unhappy. Right. I mean, yeah. there's a there's a lot of unhappy, successful people out there. Yes. Tons. of. Um, yeah. So I feel like this is more a journey of do what you think you want to do right now for the reasons you think you want to do it. And know that as you do it, you're going to collect more information. You're going to have more data. You're going to know things that you couldn't possibly have known right now. And as you start learning new things, what you think right now you might want to do may not be the thing you want to do. And then start pivoting towards the thing you think you want to do right now. And as you go down that path, you're going to gather data. And yeah. it might be, and, it, and it's a cycle. So think about it like this. There's mountains. And right now I'm like, man, I want to climb to the top of that mountain. And all I can do is focus on what's in front of me. And that's the path up the mountain. And I get to the top of the mountain and I'm like, oh my gosh, this view is beautiful. I'm so happy. I'm at the top of the mountain. I always wanted to be here. And then after a minute, you might think, well, but I didn't know there was all those other mountains. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Right? 
See, when I was on the other side of the mountain, I couldn't see any of that. I didn't have that view. I didn't know all these mountains existed. So do I now have to live the rest of my life on top of that first mountain? Or can I give myself permission to say, that mountain looks cool. Let's go there. Let's see what that view is like, right? Right. So a lot of times when someone's not achieving a goal, I think it's also because they're not they're just trying to like get through the day. They're just trying to like do the things they're supposed to do, right? Not really about what kind of life do I want to lead? What is my vision? What is my ultimate, you know, the ultimate thing is to be happy, right? Yeah, yeah. Something's not making you happy. Quit doing it. What would make you happy, right? What would make you happy right now? What's your secret goal? My secret goal is, yeah, to find, you know, inner joy, you know, exploring with, you know, various techniques, various methods like yoga, meditation and all. Like for me, for instance, my band, The Ormwood, shameless plug, and my two restaurants are not necessarily big money makers for me, okay? But I do them because I love them. I love food. I'm so passionate about food and like craft beer and great wine. And I really like being able to like sell quality meats and cheeses. I mean, I'm just really passionate about this stuff, right? Right. And the music, I mean... I make music and I, I play and perform and write songs because honestly, there when I wasn't doing it, there was a piece of me that just felt dead. And I hate to be like so melodramatic about it, but <laughs> yeah. I am a creative person and I have to create. And when I cut myself off from creating, I'm cutting myself off. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So in my life, I've got jobs and tasks and goals that are solely because they bring me pleasure and joy. Now, I also serve as a chief wellness officer for a company that I really believe in. It's an amazing company and it's amazing products and it helps people get so in charge of their health and their wellness that it's a great joy. So don't for any reason think that it's not a, a place of joy. And then my coaching practice is also lucrative. And again, it's a source of great joy. I love helping people. But those are things that financially hit the mark for me. And because I'm doing some things that financially hit the mark, I'm able to also do things that don't have to. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm grasping. So in that, in that sense, for me, chasing the dollar maybe goes back to being an okay thing to do. Because if chasing the dollar gives me the time, freedom, and space to chase my passions, well, then that's cohesive. Absolutely. Yes, it makes sense. Yeah. Right. Like, so I think that like sometimes people struggle with in order to be happy, I can't work that much or I can't be making a lot of money. Or if I'm making a lot of money and I'm working all the time, then I can't be happy. And I think that's not necessarily true. You can do all the things that you want. You just have to find a way to make it work. What if, you know, I have uh, a one goal. I, I've got a pain. I've got a you know struggle of that. And now I have a fear that I won't be able to achieve that goal. So should I, you know, move with the next goal or should I just stick with this goal? So this is also a big thing. And we've been working on it for the workbook series as well. 
This idea that you can fail is really interesting. If if I decide, okay, where do you live? You you live in Mumbai, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Where's a city that you could drive to that's maybe, you know, a couple of days away that you would have to drive like for me in Atlanta, Georgia, it would be like Los Angeles, California, but where is somewhere for you that you could drive to, but it would take you a couple of days to get there? Oh, Kerala. Kerala? Where is Kerala? It's southern part of India. And what's in Kerala that would make it a potential destination? Oh, it's a nature, beauty, and everything about Kerala, I would I would say. Okay. So if you decide, I'm going to go to Kerala, yeah. right? You're going to pack your tools, probably make sure you've got a map, make sure you've got your phone charger, you've got your clothes, you've got all your stuff, right? Right. And then you're going to fill up your car with gas or petrol, whatever it is that, you know, is fueling it. Um... And you're going to start driving. And the whole time you're on that road, you're going to be like, I'm going to Kerala. I'm going to Kerala. And you'll be pumped about it. You're looking forward to it. It's so fun. Yeah, excited. Yeah. Yeah, so excited. And the fact that you've been on the road for a whole day and you're still not at Kerala does not upset you. It doesn't bother you. You're not like, oh, I'm such a failure. I'm not there yet. Because you know that you're on the road to Kerala. You know it with every fiber of your being. So the fact that you're not there yet does not in any way make you feel like a failure. You don't on day two go, holy crap, I'm still not in Kerala. I must be the <laughs> worst driver. I'm a terrible driver. I can't believe I was ever so stupid to think that this road would take me to Kerala. What am I doing? I'll turn around now and go home. You would never do that. No, yeah, that's not the choice. Because you know you're going to Kerala. And if on day three, you decide, hey, man, this interstate, it's its kind of boring. There's nothing interesting to look at. I'm going to take this scenic highway over here. I'm going to take this smaller road. And I'm still going to Kerala. It might add an extra day to my trip. But you know what? It's going to be so much more interesting. I'm going to drive through smaller towns. I'm going to get to explore places I wouldn't see on the big highway. I'm going to do that. Wouldn't you totally give yourself permission to take a detour yeah absolutely why not you know you're going to kerala the problem with these goals is you don't believe where it is you think you're going and so you're setting out with these goals but you don't really you may not know where you want to go i mean when we went back to that earlier answer you really weren't sure what working in a big corporation would do for you yeah. well we yes got to figure that out right but when you know this is where i'm going i know it then you can take that journey and enjoy it and have fun and and have excitement and anticipate how fun it's going to be when you get there. But you're not judging yourself. You don't feel like a failure because you're on the path. There, there's this idea that I have to set this goal and it has to look this way and it has to be this. And then if it doesn't turn out that way, I failed. Screw goals. They don't work. You know, the, the question is, is your goal the right goal? And I would say does it have vision. Is there a vision attached to it? Do you understand why it's the goal? Hmm. And it's not even good enough to say, I want to make more money. Why? Why do you want to make more money? What is it going to give you? What do you get? When you are really clear, you can you can fly down some highways and get to where you're going. Very logical. And you know, every every action should have a reason behind it. That's what proves in the goal setting also. You start with your vision and get real clear what that vision is and why you want that vision. And after you know 
not just the vision, but the why, then you can start breaking down the multiple steps that it's going to take. There's a fun fact, the guy called, you know, Alec Mess come up with this idea of goal setting, uh, you know, as a way of getting people to achieve more with their work. And I think uh, 80 years back, if I'm not wrong. When you drive somewhere, do you use a map? Do you use uh, an app on your phone or uh, like what, how do you, what do you use if you're going from point A to point B to help you navigate? Uh, yeah, Google Maps. So think of a goal. The goal is not the destination. So hitting the goal or not hitting the goal is not your measure of success or failure, right? Getting to the destination is success or failure. You get there or you turn around and you go home. Or maybe you take a side road, you fall in love with somebody and you decide to put down roots there. Your goal changed, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but the goal is not the measure of success or failure. The goal is like the roadmap that you're going to use to get you to where you think you want to be. So when you think of goals as like the highways, you're just sort of mapping it out. I'm here. I want to end up there. Right now, I think these steps are my best route. Just like I think this highway is my best path. Now, you might get on the highway and there's a big accident and you get stuck in traffic. That happens. Does not mean you failed your goal. Doesn't mean you don't need a map. It just means what you thought it was was a little bit different. And now you just have to adjust. Uh, so, so you are doing so much great for the society and you know helping people and finding their path and you know joyful life. So what's your motivation like, you know, the fire in the heart? I like having a fun life. I am a little bit of a go big or go home kind of person. I feel like we have X amount of time on this earth and I want to max mine out. And I think it's kind of fun to push and just see what I can accomplish. I find there's two types of people when it comes to goals. There's the, I'm going to set a conservative goal that I know I can hit. It's like a baseline goal. And that person is typically the person who, because if I don't hit my goal, I'll feel like a failure and then I won't be able to function, right? It's, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you know that about yourself, then set conservative goals, set benchmarks, if you will. I want to have driven 250 miles by the end of day one. You know that that's most likely possible, right? Yeah. However many kilometers, depending mm. on where you live. Yeah. Um, that's a conservative goal. I am a shoot for the stars kind of person. I am a, I'm going to set the goal so big, so crazy, so out there <laughs> that it's probably likely I'm not going to hit it. Probably. But I bet I'll do more reaching for something really big and failing than I would ever accomplish if I only allow myself these little tiny hurdles, right? So I guess my motivation is it's so fun to just see how things come together. It's just so fun to push. It's just fun to see what's going to happen today, what's going to happen tomorrow, who's going to show up in my life, what direction will I take? I don't know. This is a fun. It's an adventure, right? Right, right. But it did not feel like an adventure 15 years ago. <laughs> it, it <laughs> you just started like that. It felt like a trap. Yeah. I think following the fun is so important. And at this point in my life, I have enough people that come to me and say, all right, um, I want 
what you're doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like I'm a mother of two. I'm in a band. I am um, pursuing my passion for food. I am pursuing my passion for health, physical health, mental health. I, all the things that I really care about, I'm doing or I have. I'm getting to have a magnificent experience on this earth um, because I followed my fun. What more fun it could be. Yeah. Absolutely. So what's your goal like direction in the future? Well, I'm really wanting to push on um, the online wellness site. Um, It's the Metabolic Web Store, and I can send a link if anybody is interested in that. I think that we're living in a day and age of, really having a disconnect between health, physical health, what this means for your immune system, yeah, what this means for your longevity. I mean, people are really a little bit disconnected here. And I think it's, it's a little bit frightening. Um, and so I'm deeply passionate right now about trying to use that platform to reach as many people as possible so that they can reclaim their health, you know, you can only spend so many years not being active physically and then eating processed foods before it takes a toll on your health, you know? And it's like, we don't have to live like that. We don't have to be unhealthy. And when you're in physical pain and physical discomfort, you're in emotional pain. You're in emotional discomfort, right? It all plays in. So I'm, I really have a goal for this project to use the platform because it is such an amazing product line. And I really love the core values behind the company to help people that are not in touch yet with how the food that they're eating is affecting the rest of their life. For my coaching practice, I'm working on a book and I'm wanting right now, all my work is one-on-one or in very small groups. And I would like to get my book out. I would like to get some courses out so that I can, again, be reaching as many people as possible, right? And helping them understand that there are no limits. You can be and do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. So so choose wisely. Yeah. When can we expect your book? Like, are you going to launch in 2021? Um, I don't know. I've been working on it for so long and it's like, it just keeps going. At this point, it might be two books. So I'm not sure, but I will certainly reach out to you and you'll be one of the first people to know when it is done. Yeah, definitely, you know, excited to uncover the things. Right. Yeah. So guys, keep your goals high and find your true joy in your life. At the end, that's what matters. And if you're stuck in between, we have Claire for the rescue. Am I correct? Yes, I will help you. Yeah. And listen, I offer free consultations. So it's very important to me that I don't take on a client that I really don't believe in or that I, that I can't help. And so on my website, there's a link where you can um, sign up for a, just a free consultation just to kind of find out how we might be able to work together. So get in touch with Claire and Claire, just mention every avenue, you know, our listeners can find you. <laughs> okay. Um, well, if you're interested in learning more about wellness or weight loss, Um, so that you can be healthy and strong and physically, you know, be in charge. I would love for you to go check out weightlossmrc.com. That's um, Metabolic Research Center. So MRC. If you're interested in just working with me directly coaching, then that's clairepearsoncoaching.com. 
If you're wanting to check out one of my restaurants and you're in downtown Atlanta, please check out and support Bennett's Market and Deli. And if you're into middle-aged folk rockers, then you can check out my band, The Ormwoods. And I'm going to spell that. It's O-R-M-E-W-O-O-D-S, theormwoods.com. We are a folk rock duo. And we've got a new album coming out in about probably six weeks. And we have our other stuff that's already out. And we actually have an organic garden where we're growing our own food. And we have a YouTube channel where we're documenting that every Sunday, putting out videos, just following our journey. So be sure to check us out there. Great organic farming. Great, great. <laughs> so every every link's in show notes, guys. So thank you, Claire, for coming by and sharing so much wisdom. Thank you very much. It was truly my pleasure. And I think what you're doing is a great job. I love your show. And um, I am really looking forward to seeing what you do next. Yeah. And thank you for, you know, clarifying a you know, few things about my goals and, you know, so I can work upon it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. So guys, thank you for tuning in this episode. And as I mentioned, all links mentioned on show notes. So now it's time to wish you a happy August. And I'll meet you on next episode.